The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye. This is the Afternoon News on Edmonton's News and Conversation Station, 630 Chad. Hey there and happy Monday. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Turned out to be a, a pretty nice one out there yesterday. Absolutely gorgeous. Just gorgeous weather. Hung out on the on the patio. What about you? Did you get up to anything? Maybe went to some of the greenhouses. I was out at Coolmans and out at New Sarepta Gardens on uh, on the weekend, uh, checking out the flowers. And they were pretty popular places uh, over the weekend, that's for sure. Maybe you're out playing some golf. Uh, heads up on what's coming up on this show today. We are just waiting for a news conference to begin shortly. Again, um, the province starting this press conference. Um, it's going to be at the roadblock uh, to that big... Uh, um, wildfire up by high level. We're expecting the mayor of high level, the chief of the First Nations nearby um, to to speak with us, give us an update on what is happening. So we'll take that uh, as soon as they start. We have a couple of interviews on the fire front to get to this afternoon uh, as well. Plus, um, an amazing story out of Morinville uh, with a mom who jumped out of her burning house from the second story with her seven-month-old baby in her arms. The house was on fire. She needed to get out. She was trapped. So we're going to talk with her, plus um, anyone who has blended families, and there's so many of us out there now, uh, will be interested in the conversation that we have at 3 with Rebecca Eckler. She is the author of a new uh, book, kind of uh, telling her story about trying to blend a family. It's called Blissfully blended BS. <laughs> the uncomfortable truth of blending families. So we will talk with uh, with Rebecca at 3 o'clock. Uh, as far as the wildfires goes, you heard Eileen mention um, the wind still causing concerns, big problems, especially if it's uh, it's been shifting around uh, over the past couple of days up uh, near high level. Hot temperatures as well. They're saying that a cold front was supposed to move in uh, today as well. And uh, that could stir up the winds again up in the high level area. Uh, they're saying that the, the forecast is going to continue to produce extreme fire behavior conditions for firefighters. Um, the wildfire commander Scott Elliott says the weather has gotten hotter and drier over the past week, uh, that fuel conditions are extremely dry, that fire, which is known as the Chuck Egg Creek Fire, is now 107,000 hectares. That's about uh, 1,070 square kilometers inside. Uh, yesterday afternoon, officials were saying that the fire was closer to the town site, but was burning as they ex- uh, expected. You'll remember they have um, they have put uh, in some of those, uh, they've been doing some intentional burning to uh, try to make a wall between the fire and the, and, and the town, so they've been busy with that. There's about 400 firefighters um, a lot of them coming from outside of Alberta as well, uh, there to protect property and infrastructure. There's 28 helicopters, eight air tankers, and big pieces of heavy equipment. Um, there's a bunch of, like, 194 structural firefighters as well, uh, protecting homes and other buildings within Mackenzie County. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that one. And, of course, then there was the Trout Lake wildfire, uh, which sprung up over the weekend near um, Trout Lake and Peerless Lake First Nation. It's about a 14 kilometers southeast of that those communities. And uh, those communities have been put on alert to evacuate on short notice as well. 
Uh, the Alberta Emergency Alert said the community should be prepared to evacuate if necessary and to follow the directions of local authorities. Now, this fire, uh, at last word, uh, was about 300 hectares in size, and uh, there's some air tanker groups and helicopters working on that wildfire as well. And we know that the smoke from the wildfire is causing some problems as well, making driving pretty dangerous. And uh, if you're having any lung problems, uh, that smoke's going to cause even more problems. Julia Wong, who is a reporter with Global Edmonton, talking about um, up at uh, the Lacrete area, and uh, today was talking about the ash falling from the sky. And of course, if you've ever uh, been in that situation, you know what it's like. It's it's a pretty eerie and and ominous feeling when there's ash falling from the sky, covering the vehicles and that sort of stuff. Um, Alberta Environment saying the wildfire danger in the Slave Lake region uh, is extreme. Conditions remain very dry um, and a fire could spread very, very quickly. A fire ban is in effect for almost all of Alberta north of the Edmonton area. So keep that in mind. Want to keep you updated on this one as well. Eileen mentioned it in the in the newscast. Uh, a modified fire ban has been put in place by the city of Edmonton because of the hot, dry conditions and the extended weather forecast. I think we're supposed to get up to 30 degrees within the next couple of days. So just so you know, the fire Fire restriction prohibits open burning and fireworks. Backyard fire pits and recreational cook stoves and parks are allowed, provided they are used with caution. Uh, backyard fire pits must meet all requirements of the fire pit uh, bylaw. So keep that in mind. And, you know, as they're talking about, make sure that that fire is out. If you're having that backyard fire pit uh, fire, make sure, you know, you, you dump water on it, stir it up, dump some more water on it. Uh, as well. So for more information, uh, there's a lot of good places to go. Um, Alberta Wildfire on Twitter, at Alberta Wildfire. Um, There is... um Updates for uh, a number of the fires uh, as well at uh, alberta.ca slash slave lake area update. So if you're looking to keep updated on that, there's a poor air quality in the Fort McMurray area as well. They're saying that the air quality in the uh, regional municipality of Wood Buffalo is quite bad there as well. That the, um, that the air quality around Anzac and the Fort McKay area was around uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, so not not good at all. 10 is considered very high risk, at which point Alberta Health suggests that uh, people avoid strenuous activities outdoors and children and the elderly should also avoid outdoor physical um, exertion. So we'll keep you updated on this. How about this, uh, Brendan Escott? Why don't we uh, get some uh, commercials played here? And uh, then when we come back, hopefully we'll have uh, this, uh, this wildfire newser uh, up and ready to go. You gotta love scheduled news conferences that, uh, that run late. So again, we're still waiting to hear from... Um, Uh, The latest on that wildfire status near high level. It was scheduled to start about 15 minutes ago, and we're still waiting. Um, At that time, we're supposed to hear from uh, the mayor of uh, high high level, the chief of the First Nations nearby. We're going to find out about, uh, I was talking about the wind and the problems uh, with the wind, uh, the the concern over that, uh, the hot weather, and some of the safeguards that have been put in place. Also today, we'll talk with um, Josh Nelson, the Reeve of Mackenzie, 
County, the Lacrita area. We'll also talk with uh, Tyler Warm and the mayor of Slave Lake. They're doing a great job in uh, Slave Lake with helping the evacuees. And we know uh, that that, um, that emergency money uh, from the province was being made available today. $1,250 per adult, $500 per child. Um, so... Yeah, so that uh, they, they, the, the folks who have been evacuated can help. Also heard a couple of campgrounds out in the Slave Lake area as well, offering uh, offering evacuees to come down and, and stay there if they have a trailer, anything uh, like that. Um, all right, wanted to know what you think about this. Well, we wait for this for this um, news conference to start. Did you see this story today? I know Scott Johnson's been reporting about it. It's about a an app to learn where you feel safe or don't feel safe in Edmonton. And it's uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting little project. Um, testing has begun on this new app. Oh, we'll get to it right now. Of course, the news conference is underway. And uh, Sue Henry representing town high level in fight command. So you got through yesterday. Yesterday was about getting through the day. Did you get through it? And and what does that mean now? Yeah, um, so we we had looked at yesterday as sort of being an important test of of the work that we've done so far uh, around the the community high level here. Uh, We did pretty good. the extreme fire behavior burning conditions that we were expecting uh, did come uh, and fortunately uh, we weren't challenged with extreme burning conditions uh, adjacent to the community. Uh, the work that the, the structural fire department uh, people had done and the wildland firefighters had done uh, over the last week uh, held and uh, we have some cleanup and mop up continuing. We're putting out hot spots in some critical areas around the community uh, but we did good uh, in the priority area. Um, as we had forecast the extreme fire behavior conditions uh, were present and we did see that uh, on many uh, on big chunks of the fire away from the community uh, north of highway 58 uh, and uh, west of highway 35 um, to the point where we had uh, um, uh, lost a little bit of line uh, in the very southwest piece but uh, uh, no, no major losses in any sort of uh, critical areas. So high, high levels not not safe at this point. Is it more safe now than it was yesterday, or is, are we in the same kind of boat? Yeah, we're we're continuing to consolidate the the, the lines around the town, putting out existing hotspots. Um, the weather has not cooperated in any way. Uh, we're still experiencing hot, dry, windy windy conditions. Uh, the the threat of extreme fire behavior has not been alleviated. Uh, having said that, uh, the work that we've completed around the community here uh, has been holding and we are continuing to to extinguish any hot spots that remain uh, to ensure that it is safe when uh, when people do uh, return into town. So how close did the fire get to the town yesterday? Did it breach the city, the town limits at any time? Uh, no, we didn't experience any fire spread in the, in the town area here. Um, so I guess the, the way to answer that is uh, no fire spread towards town in any sort of significant way uh, and uh, I guess no no change that way. And how's the wind today? Uh, the wind is, um, well, I guess being the wind. So uh, we had forecast light and variable winds, uh, and we're getting uh, variable winds around the perimeter of the fire. Uh, currently in town here, we're getting east winds, which is good, uh, but uh, it's sort of gusty and shifting around. Uh, different portions of this very large fire are experiencing different wind, uh, wind conditions. So the fire grew pretty exponentially in the past 24 hours. I think we saw an increase of 20,000. 
thousand hectares between updates, which is like almost 20%. Um, is that because of the changing wind? And since that continues to happen, that that kind of growth is something we could see, you know, like happening now for, for sure yeah so uh, that, that uh, change in size of the fire uh, is definitely related to the extreme fire behavior we saw yesterday uh, primarily that growth was uh, in the area of the fire that's north of, of highway 58 that uh, that put on uh, significant uh, size uh, but we also experienced growth along the entire western flank of the fire so what's the bigger picture here what do you what do you need is I think people that are evacuees are just waiting to hear and it's another day where they, they can't and obviously it's not safe for them but right. what's the bigger picture here for for can you tell them anything in terms of when they might be able to go well um I guess what I can say is, is everybody's working extremely hard to get everybody as home, uh, get get everybody home as quickly as possible. Um, lots of the measures that we put in place over the last week uh, have been successful. Uh, we're diligently working to try and clean things up as quickly as possible. We're meeting with town officials daily, twice daily, uh, trying to supply them with as much good information as possible in order to help them make some some key decisions. But I mean, quite honestly, the. Behavior conditions that we're experiencing are uh, extremely challenging and, uh, and and dynamic. So the forecast changes all the time, uh, and we're trying to just adapt to the to the situation we're dealing with. Is the, is the threat level different at all from when you were standing here yesterday? Is it the same because there's just a huge fire burning so close to here, and the winds could come back this way at any time? I think that's a reasonable way to say it. Um, the so in, in one aspect, uh, we continue to work and extinguish chunks of the fire that are around town. So that's that's the good thing. Uh, and so that's a way to look at it and say, we are reducing the threat. Uh, the bad thing is that the fire behavior conditions haven't changed. Uh, and so the existing threats, uh, because of the extreme fire behavior potential, uh, continues to exist until we get a significant change in the weather. Okay. Scott, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, thank you. All right. Um, Chief NSA will invite to speak. He's going to make a few remarks in Jene and then he'll uh, translate and then he'll give an update in English. Good afternoon. Uh, my, my name is James Anasay. I'm the chief for the First Nation. You've been listening to uh, the latest news conference from um, Alberta Wildfire. Uh, that was Scott Elliott speaking, the wildfire commander, talking about the extremely challenging and dynamic conditions that they are facing right now. They say they continue to work hard to um, to keep the fire safe, that there's been no breaches in the town of high level. Um, but yeah, the fire continues to grow. Let's head back to the news conference. They're listening to one of the chiefs of the uh, one of the First Nations in the area speaking Dene right now, um, uh, talking to um, his community members. He is um, going to speak a little bit more. Then we're also going to hear from the mayor. So Scott Elliott saying that uh, the, the the threat of extreme fire conditions uh, has not alleviated. Again, he said uh, that the fire had not spread into town at all, that the biggest growth area was on that northern flank um, around, and then he talked about uh, the area north of Highway 58. Uh, when asked about, you know, what can you say to the evacuees um, about when 
when they might be able to come back. He says, what I can say is we're working very, very hard, that the measures have been put in place, that the measures, those fire breaks that have been put in place have been successful. They're having consistent meetings with city, uh, with, with town councillors and again, described it as extremely challenging and dynamic. We're also waiting to hear from the mayor of a uh, high level. Brendan, how are we doing? I'm doing good, Jay. It's been an interesting one. It has been an interesting one. Uh, do you want to head back to the news conference just for a moment and we'll see what's going on? Uh, with the uh, large fire, uh, besides high level, it has spread, spread quite a bit um, uh, to, the, uh, to the west, to the northwest and south. Uh, but we uh, are hoping to uh, look forward to um, uh, the fire continuing to uh, slow as it is right now. And uh, when the right conditions uh, uh, develop like uh, over the week uh, with uh, breathing, uh, that kind of stuff like air quality is uh, continuing to uh, be stable and also uh, the fire is not continuing to spread and the uh, businesses are re-established uh, here in town. Uh, then um, we'll also be following uh, along uh, in sync with our neighbors uh, to begin the re-entry uh, planning. Uh, but I want everybody to understand that um, uh, safety is uh, the utmost uh, priority for all of us here and uh, that's important and everybody needs to understand this because uh, we can't um, bring people back in when we think that everything's okay. Uh, the fire officials have to um, keep an eye out for us, uh, be alert and when people do uh, return back home after everything's all over, uh, we want everybody to remain very much alert and uh, very much also uh, be um, uh, doing prevention like uh, keeping away from using uh, ATVs and uh, off-road vehicles and so on and so forth. Uh, so um, I want people to be uh, vigilant. And I want to also thank all the people that uh, in our neighborhood and further down south for helping our people to um, have a safe a place to stay and a place to be uh, fed. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, everybody returning and by the sounds of things, uh, things are kind of tapering off a bit and uh, let's all keep our prayers up and also keep our fingers crossed that uh, it will happen and uh, hope to see everybody soon. Uh, Masi chop. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then we'll invite uh, Crystal McIntyre, the mayor of high level, up to say... Hi, Crystal. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Okay, I just want to reiterate everything that the chief has said. Um, this is still uh, a dangerous fire. The fire currently is not threatening our community and we want to keep it that way. We are looking at uh, re-entry plans in consultation with Ag Forestry and, um, and our neighbours, the Dene and the Mackenzie County. We um, need to make sure that the air quality is good, that um, all our businesses are in place to, uh, to welcome you back. I know you're all anxious to get home and I want to thank you so much for your patience. It's been a long two, a week and a half for you and uh, I'm missing all of you and I'm missing my grandson and I cannot wait to see you get back here. But please be patient with us as we work towards this plan for re-entry. So the, you just said there, there's no threat to the community. 
at but this he, current but, time. But we're also saying it's not safe. So, which... Who said it's not safe? Well, we, <laughs> you, I mean... I, I'm just saying that this is a huge fire. Um, it probably will be, un, like, it'll probably be uh, going around for until the snow flies, is what I have been told. And uh, it's not currently threatening our, our community, but things may change, or, or another fire may break out close to our community. So I'm just telling the people that right now, it's not threatening. It's not yeah. currently but threatening. Yeah, but things could change, certainly. Um, but so, but you have. Can we, sort of um, can we let the rape chat, and then we are going to bring uh, the mayor back to take Q and A's. We'll do a little scrum. Is that oh, okay? Yeah. Okay. 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 All right, you've been listening to a news conference. Uh, Scott Elliott with Alberta Wildfire. He is the uh, the commander on this. You've been listening to uh, the Mayor McTeer from a high level as well, so talking about those re-entry plans and uh, wanting to make sure that they get it right, that they have uh, people uh, moving in when it's safe and only when it's safe to do so. Um, she said that uh, she understands that people are anxious to get back uh, to their homes, but uh, thank them for their patience. Um, saying pretty much, you know, we have to make sure that we do this right. And also thank everybody who's been helping the evacuees. Uh, the latest news headlines up next.